The following podcast is sponsored by you. If you'd like to donate to help us continue providing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there, please use the link in the show notes for this episode. Proceeds from your donations will be used to pay for hosting fees, which are the most expensive ongoing part of providing this show. Thank you in advance, and go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. What if I told you this early in the afternoon that Ace Baldwin would have a grand total of, let me see here, two points and three assists and two rebounds with three turnovers. If I'd have told you that this afternoon, you would have thought he got hurt, something went terribly wrong, and it was a disaster. But I welcome you to Rams Rewind here, live in the VCU Good and the Badly Ugly group, and also out here in podcast land, I'm here to tell you that none of those things were the case. This was as total and complete a victory and effort as you're probably going to see from VCU for a long time. And that is without much of anything from Mace Baldwin tonight. Uh, although he did have a couple of gorgeous, those two assists were very nice assists, both of them. Not with that, no David Shriver explosion tonight. He was two for five from three, although he had one of them that should have went in and somehow spat out. I don't know how that happened. And VCU, and, and here's the amazing thing, folks. You know, you know, Paul Seward, that was glorious, absolutely. What a game, amazing. 3.50 to go, Rasul, Rasul Diggins, I think it's his name, Rasul Diggins. Yeah, Rasul Diggins scores a layup and puts UMass ahead 33-31. This is 3.50 in the, left in the first half. I mean, UMass is in the game. They're in the game. They're playing all right. Uh, VCU's kind of, I mean, VCU's not playing bad, but they're not playing fantastic. And then VCU proceeds to outscore them 30 to 10 for about the next, for about the last, let's see, 350, and then I think most of the first segment. And, and, uh, and here's the other thing. UMass started out the ball, started out shooting the ball well. The thing that was keeping him in the game early was three-pointers. They were four for their first nine three-pointers, UMass. UMass missed their last 16 three-pointers. So for 16. And that's, you know, for a team that struggled to defend this year, that's kind of amazing. They were one for the – they'd missed 10 of their last 11 shots in the first half. So let me go back here then to see that. So they were, they were actually 50%. So they were 12 – they were 12 for 22 in the game at the point where they were winning the game and they were in the game. They were 12 for 22. So they made, to finish the game, they made 7 of 43. Can you believe that? 36 misses out of 43 shots to finish the game for UMass. They had no energy. They had no lift in their jumpers. Now, this is a great win, and I'm not going to take anything away from it. And I'm going to do all. I'm going to do heap the praise on everybody. But let's remember, in case that these two face each other again, Noah Fernandes was not out there. 
And Noah Fernandes really is is the heartbeat of that team. And I know they won the previous sad they won the previous game against Rhode Island without him. That was Rhode Island. This is VCU. But we can't be overconfident against UMass the next time we play him and Fernandes is out there because he makes a big difference. He gives them a lot of get up and go. But VCU just wore this team down and and just absolutely smothered them. Absolutely smothered them. And again, it's not ace. Again, he's got he's got three assists for the whole game. But here's the crucial thing. This is what's so crucial. We're kind of going back to the future in some regards with this. And this is what I love. 19 assists on 31 made field goals. I love this. But here's what I really love. Seven guys, eight guys with assists. Baldwin had three. Deloach, one. Nunn, one. Kern, two. Johns, three. How about that? Brandon Johns, three. Watkins, three. He's not as known as an assist guy. Zeb Jackson, five. And didn't Zeb Jackson run the offense great tonight? What a performance from him. So Zeb Jackson, five. And Shriver had one. And you think of the second half of that game. VCU's got the big lead. And they did have a few minutes of drift, and that's when Mike Rhodes called a great timeout. But they got a big lead, and here's what they and they and there was two plays back to back that just typified this great effort. The first one is they get the ball in the corner, and the ball moves quick. It's one, two, three passes, and it goes from they've reversed the ball from one side to the other. It ends up in Jaden Nunn's hand. Jaden Nunn, bang! That's as good as it gets, folks. That's as good as it gets. Jaden Nunn, by the way, makes all three three pointers, and he's four for eight and gets 13 points. Don't you just love that? And then right after that, there's a couple of there's a couple of back-to-back turnovers. VCU turns it over, they turn it over. Shriver gets the ball, and you think, oh, I've just had this big game. I need to shoot it. No, 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 no. Shriver doesn't do that. Shriver gets this ball. Sees a, and could have taken a three, and he probably would have been a bad shot. He sees Johns open down by the basket, rifles that pass in there, beautiful, lays it in. Johns lays it in. Johns ends up double figures tonight. He gets 10 points. And that is that is it. That is being right over the target and just hitting the target perfectly. That VCU can win this league. That VCU can win in March in the, in, the, in the A-10 tournament and win in the big tournament. That's the VCU that can do those things tonight. And they did it. And you think, this is a sandwich game. This was the trap game of all trap games. Coming off the monster win at Dayton. Emotional. You saw the scenes in the locker room. Everybody celebrating and you know dunking water on each other. And, and absolutely right. I would I, that kind of celebration after a game like that. I'm absolutely with that because they deserve to celebrate like that. And then on Friday, you've got your bitter rival on the road in a big game in a packed crowd at the Robin Center, and you know you're looking forward to that. So this is the sandwich game at home. It's the perfect trap, and they just didn't fall in it. And not only did they not fall in it, they end up winning easily. Now you talk about the turnovers, Paul Seward. 13 turnovers tonight. If you give me that every night, yeah, VCU won't be one of the best teams in the country in terms of turnovers, but VCU has the offensive capability that if they're only going to turn it over 13 times a night, they're going to win because they're going to turn the other team over. 
almost all the time. UMass had 16 of those tonight. So 13 turnovers isn't going to bother me. That's, that's the number it's close to. 12 for me is the good number. Anything below 12 is really good. But 13 for this team, I'll take that. I'll take that. You know, and Watkins had four of those himself. You know, Watkins and Baldwin, between the two of them, had half of them. So that tells you right there. Rebounding the basketball, VCU ends up winning the rebounding battle. And really, they could have ended up with a dominant rebounding victory, but there were two sequences where they gave up about three or four offensive rebounds in one shot. And and here's the other thing. So UMass gets 10 more offensive rebounds. Well, of course they do when you miss all those shots like they do in VCU shooting the ball well. VCU still wins second-chance points. Still wins second-chance points. Bruce Stevenson, Jalen Deloach, when Levesque wasn't in there, Jalen Deloach just was eating them for breakfast. And they got Levesque in there. And when he was in there, he did, it was a little bit of a fair fight. And I think, honestly, Deloach should have, should have got 20 tonight. We should have got it. We should have targeted him a bit more. Only problem was, you know, he missed some foul shots, so he kind of did it to himself. But really, this this is a complete performance. This is a complete effort in this in this game. Nineteen, like I said, the nineteen assists against thirteen turnovers. You're happy with that? Nineteen assists on thirty-one made field goals. Yes, and yeah, this is a lot of what twenty twenty-one VCU was about. But remember, that came with two players who ended up getting drafted: Bones in round one of that spring, and and doggone doggone uh, Vince Williams last year. You know. We may not have anybody on this team getting drafted in the NBA draft for all we know. So this, this is this is just a total team effort. Everybody pitching in together. Everybody getting hustling back. One thing that you saw early in the game, UMass was beating us down the floor and getting stuff in transition. When they cut that off, that's where the v, UMass offense started to go down the toilet. And look, so VCU, so VCU only ties at the foul line. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that UMass gets three more attempts because that's how good VCU's offense was going tonight. 53% from the field. And the thing is, that is the low end. VCU was unlucky tonight. They had at least two three-pointers, and they were 8 of 16 from three. At least did two three-pointers that were in the cylinder and did a lap and then spat out for whatever reason. And that was just frustrating because they both should have gone in. I mean, really... Jackson and Baldwin each took one bad three, and those are the only two bad shots with threes that they took tonight. And that is something we've we've talked about on this, you know, this podcast a lot, is that shot selection with VCU is so critical. You know, and, and a little bit, there was a couple minutes in the first half when they were taking some shots in the traffic and not making the extra pass. And that was, but for the rest of the game, they were doing that. They were making the extra pass. They were getting it to the, bet, the to the more open person for a better shot, and it was paying dividends. And that's how you shoot 8 of 16 from 3. And that's how you shoot 31 of 59 from the field. And it really should have been better than that. You know, they were just unlucky. I mean, what a – really, seriously. This is the performance – you know, you mentioned 2021 VCU. This was the performance – these were the performances they were stacking up in conference when they went 16-2 and two, and when they won the conference regular season that year um, in Rhodes' second year. that's This was what they were doing. They, were, they weren't just winning games. They were blowing a lot of teams out. They had some close wins in that thing too, and they had a couple of games where the ball bounced their way and they pulled it out. 
but they were stacking up performances, especially against the the, the quote-unquote lesser teams in the conference, just like this. They weren't struggling to win these games. They were rolling. And you look at what they're starting to do now since that Duquesne game. They are stacking up not just impressive performances, but they're stacking up wins with a significant margin. Paul Seward absolutely says impressive extra passes from Johns. Yes. There's a couple times when he should have done it and he didn't. But, yes, I mean, Brandon Johns, you don't expect Brandon Johns to get three assists in a game. Let's be honest. You don't. And that's second best on the team. Him and Watkins and Baldwin all had three. You don't expect that. Uh, but but he did. He made he made the extra pass a couple times. And it was beautiful. Uh, you know, uh, Kern did it a couple times. And he, Nick Kern, you know, golly, I mean – I wasn't sure about starting him because, again, he gives us such juice off the bench, but you saw it tonight. There was juice right at the start of the game, too. He made some great plays. We had a we had a classic Kern line, baseline dunk. Uh, and I'll, although I'll give you Mass some credit, one of the times VCU tried that, they they had two or three people down on that baseline, and Kern should have given it off, and he turned it over, and he t- threw up a shot and missed because they were like, we're not having that again. Because I – Everybody that plays VCU's got to know Kern's going to sneak down there. He's going to sneak down there, and if you don't cover him, Ace is going to find him, or somebody's going to find him, and he's going to be dunking. And just, just some fantastic dunks from Kern that got the got the crowd just right up, bang. You know, you just love that. And and golly, it just there was so many great performances tonight, and so many, so much X. And that's the thing, you don't have to put it all on Ace. You know, they were talking about how he had to play 39 minutes against Dayton. Well, of course, he only has to play 27 minutes tonight. That's huge. The only person that played 30 minutes tonight was Jalen Deloach. That's what that's what I want. Honestly, that's what I want. Because this team, if that's happening every night, this team's going to have more than enough at the end of the season. They're not going to wear down like they. you could argue they did at the end of last year. Uh-uh, that's not going to happen. If you, if you can parcel the minutes out like that. Um, yeah, Daniel Carter, Shriver's, Shriver had some good defensive plays. He got burned a few times by Cross in the first half, but he made some good defensive plays in, this, in, in the game. He had a, you know, he had a crucial tip on a, on a rebound to get us another shot. Uh, nine rebounds, by the way. That's the other thing. You know, when, when, when you know, Shriver's rebounding showed up tonight, he had nine of those, second, second best on VCU behind only Deloach, and I think, and third best, only behind uh, Cross. Matt Cross had ten for uh, for UMass. So you know you don't expect that either. Nine flipping rebounds from Shriver. That's that's excellent. Um, golly, it was just and and the two hands. Yes, because we we did have a couple of one handed rebounds that got on my nerves a little bit. And you know, and they didn't. And for the most part, they stopped it. But in the first half, there's a few times when people were trying to do other people's jobs on defense. And you can't do that. You got to stick with your man. You got to stick with your assignment. You got to trust your teammate. If you're supposed to rotate, do so. But we had guys come off of players to, to go double and triple the ball, and nobody was going on other players, which means the rotation wasn't called, which means you shouldn't have been doing it. But that's about the only nit I'm really going to pick. Because again, you just look at this. They talked about they talked about how good UMass's bench was. Well, Dominguez did did all that in the first half. You know, he had 10 points at halftime. I don't think he scored in the second half. Yeah, he didn't score. He only played seven minutes. I don't know if he was injured or what. But their bench did nothing. They had one bench point in the second half. One. That's it. 
one bench point in the second half. So they were talking about the UMass bench. VCU bench outdoes them. VCU dominates points in the paint, plus 18. Beautiful. Absolutely outstanding. Wins the rebounding by one. Points off turnovers is about even, which there'd be some nights where that'd be a problem for VCU, and it's certainly it's certainly not like the other night against Dayton when they just absolutely killed them on that, but not tonight. This is this is the performance that these performances now that they've put together. This was the team we thought they could be. And again, the, the, the numbers won't show it tonight, but this wasn't their best defensive effort. It was really good, but they left. There are other nights when teams would have made a lot of those shots, especially those outside shots that UMass couldn't hit after the early portion. But, but they are starting to play like a championship team is supposed to because what did we talk about after the Dayton game? Don't spend what you earned in that Dayton game. Back it up by beating UMass because you're clearly the better team, especially with Fernandes out. Because I think it was if he whether at the Friday by on Friday I thought Fernandes was actually going to play, but don't spend what you earn and back it up. Well, they backed it up tonight, and you can almost say the same thing again for Friday. But Friday's a different deal. It's at Richmond. It's a rivalry. You know what that means? It's it's a it, they're gonna they're gonna throw everything but the kitchen sink at us, especially as we're tied for the lead in the in the, in the conference, five and one. Oh, and we were in the uh, Lenardi bracket today because we beat Dayton, so they, he put us in the bracket today as a thirteen. How cool is that? That'll be in VCU by the numbers tomorrow, which is tomorrow in the good and the bad and the ugly group, by the way, which you should join. Now, uh, so. Friday, that's gonna be that's gonna be a big deal. That's gonna be a big deal. It's all you know. It's an all hands on deck type game. I I I know I don't have to say it, but as many of you VCU fans as can get in that Robin Center, do so. I know that usually is the case, and that's not a problem. So, uh, but I I just feel like I have to say it anyway. So that's you know that's uh uh to say that. But let's remember something. VCU won the two games in the regular season, then what happened in the tournament? What happened in that tournament? Richmond shot the lights out and shot us into the ground and really kind of walked all over us, and it was embarrassing. And I know there's a lot of people that weren't here when that happened last year, but I, but I hope the incumbent players, the players that were here for that and felt that disappointment and embarrassment and anger Tell these guys, this is serious. This is our rival. They're not going to care that we've been red hot. They're not going to care that we're the first place team. They're sick and tired of losing to us at the Robin Center because VCU's kind of put one over on them several times recently at the Robin Center, including last year, you know, Vince Williams' three-pointer, iconic three-pointer for the win for VCU to win that game. We better be suited and booted and ready to kick some booty there. We better come prepared for an absolute war because that's what it's going to be. And I think we are because, again, you look at the mentality tonight. The mentality tonight was terrific. It was terrific. And look, their, their momentum is a real thing. Momentum, I, I mean, players and coaches will sometimes deny it, but momentum is a real thing. VCU has it. And we, ought to, we got to keep on capitalizing on it. We have to do that. And and it's it's hard not to when you have such a great 
team performance when you have five guys in double figures. I mean, think of all the guys who are going to feel confident going in that game. And, he, and even the guys that, that normally score in double figures that didn't like Shriver and Baldwin, they know their time will come. And that's the thing. I'm not worried in the slightest about any of our players being frustrated because I think they know their time will come. Watkins pressed a little bit, but he still, you know, he still was a decent night out of him. He had eight rebounds tonight and three assists. So he did a lot of good things too. So, you know, let's let's take that rich let's remember that this game against Richmond is a bitter rival. They knocked us out of the A10 tournament last year. That needs to be made up for. That is recompense that must be given. That is a debt that needs to be paid, and you pay it on Friday by walking into their gym and and taking the kind of attitude you had tonight and saying, we're going to knock the lights, live in, knock the daylights out of these guys. And I think VCU will do that. But again, we got we to understand, and the new players have got to understand that this is no BS here, that you you just, this is not just any other game. This is this is the big rivalry, and we, we they're not going to give us any quarter, and we better not give them any quarter either. All right, I forgot to do it at the start, so I'll say it now. If you like what you hear on Rams Rewind and you want to help us out, like uh, Todd Ham, I think, helped us out. Yes, Todd Ham gave us a donation. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it when you do. Uh, and we love doing this podcast, good, bad, or indifferent. It's been really good lately, so it's been a lot of fun to do. Uh, and we thank you for supporting us. Friday, Friday night, let's see here. I think that's 7 o'clock. If memory serves. Yes, it's 7 o'clock. It's another deuce game. But hey, the deuce curse is broken. So again, same as tonight. I will bust my hump to get done and get home and get in position to watch this game with all of you and hopefully a nice video in here and then a podcast dropping the next day, Saturday, for those of you in podcast land uh, land to listen. Um, yes, Jason Hutto, they were all those things. He says, composed, communicating, unselfish offense, finding the open shooter. Yes, they were. And it, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Again, for VCU to get 83 points with their preseason all-conference player, Ace Baldwin, getting two, that should, that, should, that should put a little bit of fear into the rest of the conference. So thank you, everybody, for the comments in the game thread. And if you're not part of the VCU Good and the bad and the ugly group, you should because the game threads are fun. Thank you for the comments in the video. As always, I really appreciate it. Tomorrow, that is Wednesday, VCU by the numbers with our bracket position because we are in the Lenardi bracket now as the AQ of the A-10, plus an update on all the stats we usually do and a little bit of a notes and those sorts of things. So look for that you know, sometime, sometime in the middle of the day because I'm off tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you out there for podcast land for listening. Have a good night. Talk to you all later. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.